Hello everybody and welcome to The Power of Positivity. I am your host, James Whisker, and it is my job to spread a little bit of inspiration and joy to you all during these difficult times. In this podcast, I will be sharing touching, inspirational and joyful stories. So sit back, relax and enjoy The Power of Positivity. Hello everyone, I hope you've all had a fantastic week. Welcome to episode 5 of The Power of Positivity. Our first story is called Don't We All? I was parked in front of the shopping centre, wiping off my car. I had just come from the car wash and was waiting for my wife to get out of work. Coming my way from across the parking lot is what society would consider a tramp. From the looks of him, he had no car, no home, no clean clothes and no money. Now, there are times when you feel generous, but there are other times when you just can't be bothered. And today was one of those days. I hope he doesn't ask me for any money, I thought. He didn't, thank goodness. Instead, he came and sat on the curb in front of the bus stop, but he didn't look like he could have enough money to even ride the bus. After a few minutes, he spoke. That's a very pretty car, he said. He was ragged, but he had an air of dignity about him. His scraggly blonde beard kept more than just his face warm. It ran down over his chest. Thanks, I said continuing to wipe off my car. He sat there quietly as I worked. The expected plea for money never came. As the silence between us widened, something inside said, ask him if he needs any help. I was sure he would say yes, but I held true to the inner voice. I cleared my throat. Do you need any help? I asked. He answered in three simple but profound words that I shall never forget. We often look for wisdom in great men and women. We expect it from those of higher learning and accomplishments. I expected nothing but an outstretched, grimy hand. He spoke the three words that shook me. Don't we all? He said. There's me, feeling high and mighty, successful and important, above a tramp in the street, until those three words hit me like a 12-gauge shotgun. Don't we all? I needed help. I mean, maybe not for a bus fare or a place to sleep, but I needed help. I reached in my wallet and gave him not only enough for a bus fare, but enough to get a warm meal and shelter for the day. Those three little words still ring true. No matter how much you have, no matter how much you've accomplished, everyone needs help sometimes. No matter how little you have, no matter how loaded you are with problems, even without money or a place to sleep, you can give help. Even if it's just a compliment, you can give that. You never know when you may see someone that appears to have it all. They are waiting on you to give them what they don't have. A different perspective on life. 
a glimpse at something beautiful, a respite from the daily chaos that only you, through a torn world, can see. Maybe the man was just a homeless stranger wandering the streets, or maybe he was more than that. Maybe he was sent by a power that is great and wise to minister to a soul too comfortable in themselves. Maybe God looked down, called an angel, dressed him like a tramp and then said, Go minister to the man cleaning the car. That man needs help. Don't we all? I really like that story because, you know, at the end of the day, we are all the same. We may have different lives. Some of us may have been more fortunate in life than others. But underneath it all, we all still have the same problems, the same worries. And sometimes it just takes that one person to make you see a different perspective and we can all learn from each other. Our next story is called An Elf's Tale. It was six o'clock at the shopping centre and I was as exhausted as an elf would be on Christmas Eve. In fact, I was an elf and it was Christmas Eve. That December of my 16th year, I'd been working two jobs to help my parents with my school tuition and to make a little extra holiday money. My second job was as an elf for Santa to help with the kids' photos. On Christmas Eve, things were so busy at Santaland that I hadn't even had a coffee break all day. But this was it. Only minutes more and I'd survived. I looked over at Claire, our manager, and she gave me an encouraging smile. She was the reason I'd made it through. She'd been thrown in as manager halfway through the season and she'd made all the difference in the world. My job had changed from stress-filled to challenging. Instead of yelling at her workers to keep us in line, she encouraged us and stood behind us. She made us pull together as a team, especially when things were at their craziest. Claire always had a smile on her face and was encouraging us. Under her leadership, we'd achieved the highest number of mall photo sales in California. I knew it was a difficult holiday season for her. She'd recently suffered a miscarriage. I hope she knew how great she was and the difference she made was amazing to her workers and to all the little children who came to have their pictures taken. Our booth was open until seven at six, things started to slow down and I finally took a breath. Although I didn't have much money, I really wanted to buy a little gift for Claire so that she'd know we appreciated her. I got to a store that sold soap and lotion just as they put the grate down. Sorry, we're closed, barked the clerk, who looked as tired and miserable as I felt. I looked around and to my dismay, found that all the stores had closed. I'd been so tired, I hadn't noticed. I was really annoyed. I'd been working all day and had missed buying a present for Claire by one minute. One minute! On my way back to the Santa booth, I saw that the department store Nordstrom was still open. Fearful that they too would close at any moment, I hurried inside and followed the signs towards the gift gallery. As I rushed through the store, I began to feel very conspicuous. It seemed the other shoppers were all very well dressed and wealthy, 
and here I was, a broke teenager in an elf costume. I mean, how could I even think I'd find something in such a posh store for under $15? I self-consciously jingled my way into the gift gallery. A female sales associate, who also looked as if she'd just stepped off a fashion runway, came over and asked if she could help me. As she did, everyone in the department turned and stared. As quietly as possible, I said, No, that's okay, just just help somebody else. My cheeks were red with embarrassment. She looked right into my eyes and smiled. No, she said, I want to help you. I told the woman who I was buying for and my reasons why, then I sheepishly admitted I only had $15 to spend. She looked as pleased and thoughtful as if I'd just asked her to spend $1,500 for me. By now, the department had emptied, but she carefully went around, selecting a few things that would make a nice basket. The store was closing. As she rang up the purchase, the lights were turned off. I was thinking that if I could take them home and wrap them, I could make them really pretty, but I just didn't have the time. Weirdly, as if reading my mind, the sales lady asked, Do you need this wrapped? Oh yes, I said, relieved. By now, the store was closed. Over the intercom, a voice asked if there were still customers in the store. I knew this woman was probably as eager to get home on Christmas Eve as everybody else, and here she was, stuck, waiting on some kid with a measly purchase. But she was gone into the back room for a long time. When she returned, she brought out the most beautiful basket I'd ever seen. It was all wrapped up in silver and gold and looked as if I'd spent $50 on it at least. I couldn't believe it. I was so happy. When I thanked her, she said, You elves are out in the mall spreading joy to so many people. I just wanted to bring a little joy to you. Merry Christmas, Claire, I said back at the booth. My manager gasped when she saw the present. She was so touched and happy that she started crying. I hoped it gave her a happy start to her Christmas. All through the holidays, I couldn't stop thinking about the kindness and effort of that saleswoman and how much joy she had brought me, and in turn my manager. I thought the least I could do was to write a letter to the store and let them know about it. About a week later, I got a reply from the store, thanking me for the writing. I thought that was the end of it, until mid-January. That's when I got a call from the sales associate, whose name was Stephanie. She wanted to take me to lunch. Me, a $15, 16-year-old customer. When we met, Stephanie gave me a hug and a present and told me this story. She had walked into a recent employee meeting to find herself on the list of nominees to be named the Nordstrom All-Star. She was both confused and excited, as she had never before been nominated. At the point in the meeting when the winner was announced, they called out her name. She'd won. When she went up to accept the award, her manager read my letter out loud. Everyone gave her a huge round of applause. Winning meant that her picture was put up in the store lobby. She got new business cards with Nordstrom All-Star written on them, 
a 14 karat gold pin, a $100 award, and was invited to represent her department at the regional meeting. At the regional meeting, they read my letter and everyone gave Stephanie a standing ovation. This is what we want all our employees to be like, said the manager. She got to meet three of the Nordstrom brothers, who were each very complimentary. I was already a little overwhelmed when Stephanie took my hand. But that's not the best part, Tyree, she said. The day of that first store meeting, I took a list of the nominees and put your letter behind it, with a hundred dollar bill behind that. I took it home and gave it to my father. I won, Dad. He looked at me right in the eye and said, Stephanie, I'm really proud of you. Quietly, she said, my dad has never said he was proud of me. I think I'll remember that moment all my life. That was when I realised what a powerful gift appreciation can be. Claire's appreciation for her workers had set into motion a chain of events. Stephanie's beautiful basket, my letter, Nordstrom's award that had changed at least three lives. It was the Christmas when I was an elf and a broke teenager that I truly came to understand that the littlest things can make the biggest difference. Well, I hope you enjoyed that story about an elf, his boss, and a shopkeeper. I like that story because it just shows how acts of kindness from all three of these people set into motion a massive chain of events which ended up enriching all of their lives in the long run. Up next is the story Tell Them Now and Tell Them Often. I appreciate you for purchasing and reading my book. I am sincerely honoured to be a small part of your life. It felt nice to hear that, didn't it? By the way, I'm not just saying it to make a point, I sincerely mean it. Now think back to the last time you told someone that you appreciated them. Can you remember how long ago it was? Recently I've been wondering why people tend to leave things unsaid. I'm talking about the important things like, I appreciate you, I'm proud of you, I respect and admire you, I'm glad you're my friend, I'm sorry, and of course, I love you. I think we tend to neglect saying these things because we believe there will always be enough time. Most times we're right, but what if we're wrong and there is no time to say what we want to say? Eternity is a long time to leave something unsaid. I urge you to tell others how you feel. Tell them now and tell them often. And don't just tell them because you may not have a chance later. Tell them because of how good it makes each and every one of us feel to hear these special phrases. Our final story today is called You'll See It When You Believe It. There was a business executive who was deep in debt and could see no way out. Creditors were closing in on him. Suppliers were demanding payment. He sat on the park bench, head in hands, wondering if anything could save his company from bankruptcy. Suddenly, an old man appeared before him. I can see that something is troubling you, he said. After listening to the executive's woes, the old man said, I believe I can help you. 
He asked the man's name, wrote out a cheque and pushed it into his hand saying, take this money, meet me here exactly one year from today and you can pay me back at that time. Then he turned and disappeared as quickly as he had come. The business executive saw in his hand a cheque for $500,000 signed by John D. Rockefeller, then one of the richest men in the world. I can erase my money worries in an instant, he realised, but instead the executive decided to put the uncashed cheque in his safe. Just knowing it was there might give him the strength to work out a way to save his business, he thought. With renewed optimism, he negotiated better deals and extended terms of payment. He closed several big sales within a few months. He was out of debt and making money once again. Exactly one year later, he returned to the park with the uncashed cheque at the agreed-upon time. The old man appeared. But just as the executive was about to hand back the cheque and share his success story, a nurse came running up and grabbed the old man. Oh, I'm so glad you caught him, she cried. I hope he hasn't been bothering you. He's always escaping from the rest home and telling people he's John D. Rockefeller. As she led the old man away by the arm, the astonished executive just stood there, stunned. All year long, he'd been wheeling and dealing, buying and selling, convinced he had half a million dollars behind him. Suddenly, he realised that it wasn't the money, real or imagined, that had turned his life around. It was his newfound belief that gave him the power to achieve anything he went after. If you believe in anything enough, it really can happen. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Power of Positivity. As always, I hope it brought you some joy and comfort in these difficult times. I look forward to you all joining me on next week's episode. Take care and stay safe.